Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the ISI Life Podcast. Iron sharpens iron comes from Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And what we're trying to do with the ISI Life is we're trying to help equip people to do things God's way. We focus on five Fs, our faith, our family, our faculty, our finances, and our fitness. And our challenge and what we're trying to do here within this podcast and our retreats and everything within our organization is to put our faith at the center of what we do and how by doing that it can spill over and help us achieve excellence within the other areas of our life. So rather than compartmentalizing our faith to a time or a specific window, uh, how can it just integrate and, and bleed into everything that you do? And so that was what we're doing today in the conversation. We have an amazing man, David Taylor, on uh, on the podcast today. David is out of Columbus. He started an organization down there called the Dad Lab. He noticed the need in his school when he saw a bunch of dads, uh, you know, a bunch of guys you know, sitting around a room at a Dads and Donuts, and he just saw, man, I can do something about this to help these guys connect, make more authentic relationships, and make an impact uh, in their own life with their spouses and with their children. So we dive into all that today. I'm excited for the conversation. I think you'll find a lot of value in some of his tips and tools. But before we dive into that, I just want to touch about the ISILife.com. This is our home, the hub for everything. If you want to look for past podcasts or tools on each of the five Fs, if you're struggling or want to you know, sharpen up just one particular one, you can jump in there. There's tons of great things to dive into that can help you along your way. Um, and also, as we populate our dates for 2022, we have some amazing things in store in Cleveland, Columbus, Nashville, and uh, starting to break into some other chapters in other areas too. So uh, great way to stay connected. All of our tools and resources are up there as well. We also post a weekly devotional, the verse of the week. Uh, it's hopefully helpful uh, along your walk. And then obviously all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, ways to connect with us uh, as well. So uh, I hope you enjoy the conversation. And um, again, one of the things for 2022 is if uh, we're looking to expand ISI. If you have an interest in bringing an ISI to your city where you live, uh, go to the Start a Chapter page on our website to learn more and we'd love to chat with you and, and see if this is a good time to bring ISI to your own community. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation with David Taylor. Well, David, I am excited to connect with you and learn more all about you and the things you're doing down in Columbus and beyond. So thanks for making the time today. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, give us a little background on who you are, um, kind of what you've been up to and, and bring us up to the current state. Yeah, so I, I was born and raised here in Columbus, Ohio. Love Columbus, love Ohio, and uh, was one of four children growing up. I was the third of fourth, so I was the forgotten child, most likely. <laughs> I, uh, I have an older sister that's here in town. Uh, she's a marketing advertising executive. I've got a, a, a younger brother in town who works in the insurance business. He's uh, he's kind of the, uh, the smartest one of us all. He's got a... a a degree. He's an RN. He's got his master's in public health. He's also got a, a further degree from Dallas Theological Seminary. He's kind of a lifelong school guy. Okay. Um, and he works in the insurance industry right now, managing a lot of their uh, uh, cases. And then I've got a brother who is down in Florida. He's a uh, deputy sheriff down in the, the Hillsborough hmm. County, which is Tampa area. Okay. where he lives with his wife and, and two children. So blessed with three awesome siblings. Uh, yeah. My family lives here in town in, in Columbus, my parents. Uh, in just a few weeks in November of this year, uh, they'll be celebrating their 50th anniversary, uh, oh, which, is, which is just amazing. We've been able to celebrate that a little bit. 
uh, leading up to this. And we'll certainly celebrate again here when it officially happens. But uh, just just blessed to have a, a family that not only is really close, but uh, parents obviously for 50 years have been committed to each other and, and having that as a, um, you know, someone to look up to. As, as I've been married and, and as our family raises families and everything else, we've got great parents to look up to. So that's amazing. Great, yeah. great background there too. Great, great roots. And it's awesome. Yeah, it certainly helps. As far as, as far as work goes, I, I, I've only had two real jobs since, since I got out of college. I'm not, I'm not one of the, uh, the younger guys who, who bounces around too much. I had a job selling new homes. I've always been in sales. I'm passionate about selling and, and helping people through that process. Uh, in 2008, I took a job in medical construction sales with a manufacturer out of St. Louis, but I managed the territory around the Midwest here. Mm-hmm. Um, loved what I did, had struggled with who I did it for. Wasn't the greatest company to work for, but uh, taught me and prepared me for in 2012, uh, left, went out on my own, and I'm still currently self-employed. And I distribute medical construction equipment around the Midwest and love what I do. I, uh, I work for myself. I do everything within the company, which is sometimes stressful, but, but a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. it allows me to work from home and, and spend a tremendous amount of time at home, uh, which, is, which is a big blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good job making that jump and coming up on here on almost 10 years. Uh, yeah. I know it's, it's not easy to, to make that transition. So congrats. Thanks. Appreciate That's that. really cool. Yeah. So, um, I know you spoke at our, one of our most recent Columbus retreats and it just had great, you know, great things. I heard amazing things from a lot of different people. Um, tell us a little bit how you got involved with, with ISI and just maybe some of your feedback on the retreat itself. And then we'll jump into more of the, the dad lab, which I'm excited to chat about. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, so I was introduced to ISI just through some friends, just some people that were aware of the organization. It had kind of started to spread down into Columbus with the Columbus chapter. And uh, so I knew about it, but didn't know much about it. I, I just I, I knew of it, but didn't know really what they what you guys were about, what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, investigated a little bit more. In August of this year, uh, a good friend of mine, Chip Wyant, was invited mm-hmm. to speak at the uh, at the Columbus retreat back in September and wanted to kind of co-present alongside of me. So he invited me in to speak. And that was my first taste of, of an ISI retreat and kind of what yeah. you guys were all about. And, and it was awesome. I got to sit through, uh, before we spoke, I got to sit through the financial um, mm-hmm. segment of the evening and then have dinner and meet a lot of the guys and, and just meet some of the organizers. And it was just so refreshing to see, you know, you know, there's guys out there trying to be intentional, but to actually integrate with them, be in community with them and see it happening in real time is, is really special. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoyed, uh, I was only able to spend Friday night. I was leaving Saturday for uh, for something that scheduling conflict. So I couldn't stay over. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I look forward to participating, uh, in, in future ISI retreats, uh, just on a personal level. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It seems definitely, you know, what we're doing is not, uh, it's for people who are, you know, very intentional, very focused on, you know, being a better version of themselves and how they can integrate their faith into these different components of our life. And, uh, yeah, it's, it is refreshing. It's encouraging, to be in a room like that where everybody's there, they're eager to learn, they're hungry. 
So I'm glad that, you know, you felt that way, you know, right from the get go. Yeah, you know, we're, we're called to be disciples. And, and I think to uh, it, sometimes it's difficult, especially for men. And, and mm-hmm. we'll touch on this as we get into to dad lab and, and sometimes the isolation that men can find themselves in. And I, and I think a group like ISI, even, even quarterly, even twice a year to just bring those guys together for refreshment, rest, and, and encouragement, I think is, is a huge step for, for so many guys and, and a needed thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's do that. Let's, let's go there. So let's talk about the dad lab. Give us a little background and, um, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, I think it's easiest if I, if I give you the brief, I'll try to keep it short as to okay. how dad lab came about. So uh, about five years ago, I'll, I'll kind of give my story leading up to how dad lab came about. Okay. Uh, five years ago, um, w- while I had a, a wonderful family, I'm married to my wife, Mary, for 18 years. We got married just after my 20th birthday, I, or I'm sorry, 21st birthday. Um, right out of college, she was going on 22. So we've been, we're, we're still young, but we've been married a long time. Uh, <laughs> we have three great kids, a 10-year-old son, seven-year-old daughter, and a four-year-old son. So we're in the we're in the throes of of you know the dad life right now and oh, yeah. and, and and all the fun and all the blessings that come along with it. But one thing I found back in in two thousand after I left in two thousand twelve went out on my own and and I mentioned earlier that I work from home. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't have to travel a tremendous amount. A lot of what I do is over the phone and mm-hmm. email. All the beautiful things that we have with technology that allow me to do my job. Uh, generally pretty remotely. Uh, the downside to it is I found in, a, in a, around 2016 that, that I couldn't identify a close, one single close friend hmm. uh, that I could go grab dinner with, that I could lean into during a tough time, that I could bounce ideas off of. I, I literally didn't have friends. I had a lot of good acquaintances. I, I saw a lot of people at church. Uh, I knew a lot of people. But I didn't have that really close friendship, that bond. And my wife had encouraged me to, I, I think she probably saw this and, and she's an encourager. And, and so she kept encouraging me, hey, go, go have dinner with a friend, go, go find somebody. And, and, and I think in, in my heart, I was okay with being isolated at the time. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know any differently. I had done such a good job of insulating myself from, from, from friendships and community that I was, I was kind of okay with it. I think that's where mm. a lot of guys are, unfortunately, in, in their walk, in their life. And, and so she kept encouraging. She just wouldn't let it go. And finally, she found a way in. She, mm. she, I had been talking about getting back into fitness. I was played tennis in college, pretty active guy my whole, my whole life, but I had just kind of let fitness fall by the wayside a little bit. Mm. And she had seen that an old friend of mine that we both, we both went to high school together. We were high school sweethearts. And she saw that a, an old, really good friend of mine was opening a gym here locally. And so oh, she cool. encouraged me, why don't, you, why don't you reach out to John and f- figure out if you can, if, if that'll work. And I said, okay, fine. You know, you've, you've, <laughs> you've, you've gone enough. enough. I'm going to finally do this. And, and so kind of begrudgingly, I, I sent John an email and said, Hey, you know, I heard about and, and he literally responded that same day and he said, that's so crazy that you reached out. I was just talking about you with somebody. Oh now, I gosh. haven't seen John for 15 years since high school. Wow. And 
he told me, hey, I was just talking about you and I sent an email and my wife, you know, I, I think God oftentimes weaves these beautiful stories oh, totally. um, that we don't see in the moment. And so I started, you know, five days later, I was at a 5.30 a.m. CrossFit class, uh, just dying, uh, you know, through the <laughs> workout. But but some something clicked and it, it, I felt alive for that mm-hmm. moment, kind of got back in. And Mm-hmm. Subsequently, John and I started back our friendship that had been on pause for 15 years and started doing lunches together yeah. and just kind of getting back into that community. So all of a sudden, I felt this overwhelming desire to be in community with people and yeah. like, what have I been missing? And so fast forward a couple of years, I was uh, at my sons, it was, it's called dads and donuts. It's a, it's a school event they do on a Friday morning at 7am where they bring the kids and the dads in and they, they put on a little speaker and stuff like that. And I looked around the room and I saw 60, 80 guys in that, in that little cafeteria listening. And I thought to myself, you know, first of all, are these guys in community? And, and there are so many guys here that are doing so many things well that I could benefit from, they could benefit from me why aren't mm-hmm. we in community together? Hmm. And so I went home that day. I, I asked Mary what her thoughts were and she said, do it. And, and I reached out to Jim, who's the, who was the principal. And I said, Hey, what would you think if, if I tried to organize some, some dad's groups at the time yeah. we had no name for it or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was, what do you think? And, and he responded back, I would love that. Let me know how I can support you. Let's, let's meet. And that, that was the birth of Dad Lab in, in what we see it today within that school system. Wow. And so we, um, we started that process. We, and, and that's where I met Chip. Uh, okay. Chip was brought in as, as kind of an outside advisor to our group that was trying to put together this idea of Dad Lab. And, and our goal, so that's, that's kind of how it started, Nick. Our, awesome. our goal and our mission statement that we kind of created for it was uh, to... Uh, equip and encourage dads to take the next step in our role as leaders at home. We didn't care if you were the most intentional guy in the world or if you didn't have a clue what was going on. Mm-hmm. If if you were willing to just register and show up for one of these small discipleship groups, we were gonna we were gonna meet guys where they were, mm-hmm. and we were gonna try to encourage each other to take the next step, whatever that step may be. Yeah, and. What- yeah. And was this a, a, a Christian school? A, a it, yeah, no. it is. And I think that probably lowered the uh, the barrier to entry. Obviously, going to a public school saying, hey, we want to do a Bible-based dad's group uh, may have not been accepted so well. This was a Christian school. This is a okay. Christian school where we do this. Okay. And so uh, it, it, was, it was much more accepted uh, very quickly and mm-hmm. supported, if that makes okay. sense. But, uh, yeah, but what absolutely. I found is that Dad, dad lab or this intentional, you know, fathering lifestyle at home is, is it's, it really crosses a lot of boundary lines. It, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not just for Christians, right? If a, if a non-Christian came to me and said, Hey, I want to be more intentional at home. I want to be a better husband, a better father and a better man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, that's a, pr- that's a pretty good thing. And a lot of people want that. And so I, I do think that this is not only a platform or an opportunity to to speak into the lives of, of fellow believers, mm-hmm. but also your neighbor, yeah, and 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 sure. people that you come into contact with who who want the same for their families. They may not know 
they may not have a biblical mentality on it, but they want to be more intentional. And they do have, they do have ideas and goals for their family and what that looks like down the road. Yeah. So you're in this gymnasium and you see 68 guys. You're like, I'm going to start this dad's group, um, get support (laughs) from the principal. Uh, Mary's encouraging you along the way. And, and here you go. So where, where did you take it from there? So the first thing, the first thing is when he said, yes, I felt way overwhelmed. Um, (laughs) I, I, I don't come from a background of like a small group leader or any kind of ministry background, if you will. And so I thought, okay, he said, yes, this is exciting. And then you, you start to jot down ideas and you go, wow, this is, this could be overwhelming for me. So, so I I met with, met with Jim and, and we talked back and forth and, we decided, hey, it would be really helpful to bring in a, a core group of guys who could help kind of guide this. And so sure. uh, that's where Chip was brought in from an outside perspective to, to, to give some wisdom, lend some wisdom into what he had done for so many years. And, and certainly that's his passion in life. And then we brought in a couple of other dads uh, from the, the school to mm-hmm. start laying out what these could look like. And some of what we did was we met regularly and we kind of tested these ideas on yeah. each other as a small group. So we kind of created the first dad lab group uh, as a leadership group. And then we felt like after about six or eight months of doing that and refining what we thought might be the best solution, uh, kind of introducing that into the, the larger school. Uh, to to offer that opportunity for guys to to join in, and, yes. and practically speaking, what it looks like is we have groups of three to five guys, and I, my guys, my groups, uh, we're in our third year together. We meet in my home uh, every couple weeks or once a month. We meet in my home, and so I, I think that's the most comfortable. I, I wanted this to be a relaxed, fun. I told the told the guys a couple months ago. I want this to be a place of rest. I want you guys to show up. Mm-hmm. Not with a bunch of stresses of homework, but to come knowing that you're going to walk out feeling filled up, encouraged, and that you, you just look forward to showing up. And so we try mm-hmm. to, you know, we build campfires and hang out out back. We we do different things to just make it a comfortable place for guys to come in, open up about wins, losses, and, and how we can in, encourage each other through this process. Oh, I love it. That is great. That's so cool. I mean, you guys all have, you know, kids at the school, you're going through a similar stage of life and um, probably, you know, everybody's working hard, feeling just like you did and probably feeling isolated. So um, obviously this is a reprieve to that. So, I mean, awesome job for, you know, seeing that need and, and fulfilling it. And um, I'm sure anybody who's been participating has been blessed by, you know, your uh, obedience and, and taking that next step yourself. So yeah, I hope so. You know, it, it ends up that I think anytime you do, you do something like this and you just kind of step out in faith, you, you mm-hmm. end up getting so much more out of it than, you know, you, you start with this idea of, of pouring into others. And what happens is you're typically, you get more out of it than, than they do. You yes. know, they, they bless you in that process. And so for me, it's become this, this thing of, yes, I, I love, I love leading it. I love hosting a group, but I, I get so much out of it oh, yeah. from these other guys who are doing, struggling with many of the same things that I'm struggling with. A lot of us, yeah. this, is, this is focused right now on the elementary school 
in its in its current form. And so these guys all have kids within a same similar age range. Mm-hmm. Typically, that puts you in a similar age range as as dads. And mm-hmm. so we're we're doing this life. We have so much common ground, and yet for so long. And and the other thing is with with a private school. Um, which is one of the downsides of a private school is you have more of a like a transient community. So we're coming from all over Columbus, dropping yeah. our kids off. Yeah. We don't we don't get the chance to hang out in the cul-de-sac down the street with the neighborhood right. kids because yeah. they don't live there. That's the you know the, that's more of a public school thing. Your neighborhood schools and things. So it's one of the downsides to a private school. Yeah, you got to be intentional about making those connections. You know, it doesn't just happen. You know, kind of by chance. Right. That's awesome. So, I mean, it sounds like, you know, a, a great format. I love that small group because you can really get to know guys and develop that trust and, you know, be, you know, vulnerable and open and, and get down to, you know, beyond the surface level stuff once you, once that trust level is established within the, in the group. But it sounds like you are also talking about tools and, and giving specific things to help, uh, you know, equip these guys along the way. So maybe you could speak to some, uh, you know, beyond just getting together and having the friendships. It sounds like you're also equipping them in a big way. Yeah, so so as we got into this, one of the things after about a year of of doing this and kind of hosting groups and soliciting feedback and trying to kind of refine the process, I noticed that I felt like we were doing a good job when when somebody joined a group of of kind of setting that vision, setting that mindset of, you know, why be more intentional at home? What are the benefits? Let's just, you know, let's do a pros and cons list. What, what's the benefits of being intentional and what's the cost of being intentional? Yeah. Because sometimes you have to give up other things and, and those could be good things uh, to be more intentional at home. And so we talked a lot about that. Felt like we were doing a really good job of getting into that mindset of, hey, this is, this is important. This is what we're called to do. This is our mm. first line, right, is our families. We, we go out, we're good at going to work. We're good at discipling sometimes other men, men's small groups, men's ministry. But I think a lot of times we kind of forget that we're called first to Mm -hmm. disciple our family and our kids and our wives. And so, um, but what I felt like is after some time we were doing a good job of this, but we weren't then providing tools, practical application. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy who, I love conceptual stuff. I love the 10,000 foot view of ideas, but I just need to know what to do tomorrow morning. You yeah. know, what, what is that first step? What does that look like? And so I felt that I felt the need that we needed to provide some tools that were really lining up with what we were trying to accomplish uh, within dad lab. Uh, the other reason I felt like some tools were needed is I was I was starting to get interest outside of the walls of the school okay. um, at church. Awesome. You know, my pastor knew about it. Uh, friends of mine knew that we were doing this and people were starting to ask, how can we be involved? How could we do something like that? Seems really interesting. So I felt like there was a, a greater need outside of just the walls of the Christian school to, to be able to support guys who were interested in being more intentional at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, earlier this year in 2021, I decided that I was going to create some tools uh, that aligned with the different um, points that we were trying to get across. And so, uh, and we'll talk about those in a minute, but the, the different tools I developed 
based on things that I was doing personally at home that seemed to be working really well. Hmm. And so I believe that sharing those tools, because I, I think one of the big things that we need to do is kind of demystify this process of being this intentional disciple maker at home. It, it, can, it can seem overwhelming. The word intentional, I, I probably used it too many times today. I feel like it's overused <laughs> these days, right? It's one of those, one of those words. Uh, but what, what can I practically do? And, and I felt like we were encouraging guys to do X, Y, and Z. And then they were going home and probably going, hey, how do I do X, Y, and Z? What does that actually yeah. look like? And so right. I, I, yeah. these tools are, are simply that. They're, they're tools that I'm creating. I've given them a, a, a name because I, I wanted to separate it a little bit from just the school group. Um, so I'm calling it Family Blueprint. And, and those tools, I shared the journal, the, the initial uh, batch of personal journals that I had created for, um, for yeah, kind of phase good. one of being more intentional. And then uh, I shared that at the ISI retreat. Everybody went home with one of those. And, and so that was kind of segment one. And, and I'm trying to, uh, alongside Mary, develop uh, some other tools as well uh, for marriage time and just some different things that I think will help guys practically apply the, the concepts. I love it. And you're, I mean, these are things that you said you're, you're using, they're working and they're not just, you know, theoretical. They're actually, you know, things that you and Mary and, and others are actually doing and using and, and finding, right. you know, benefit with. That's awesome. What, um, just, you know, talking about the family blueprint, uh, just for a second, is there uh, yeah. what, what's the, uh, the gist or the, if you could share a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, so family blueprint is, is my, is, kind of my version of, of when I when I went out to create the tools, in all honesty, I needed to create, I, I wanted to not only create like a, I, I didn't want to just send people a Microsoft Word document or a yeah. PDF. You know, it's, those get lost, those get boring. I, I actually wanted it to be a good looking journal that people could tuck into their Bibles or uh, throw in their briefcase or whatever that may look like. And so, I worked really hard, not only on the content, but actually hired a designer to put together a journal that, that I feel like if it was sitting out on your, on mm -hmm. your desk, it, it would be a nice looking piece. Yeah. Um, that's important to me. And so we, uh, we started with the personal journal, you know, kind of phase one of, of being more intentional at home is, is kind of aligning what we call aligning our heart with Jesus. Right. It's, it's, it's essentially you need to lead yourself well before you try to lead others. Hmm. Um, it starts with you, right? You're, you're building up your marriage starts with you. Building up your, your kids starts with you. And so you have to get in the right mindset. And, and so we're called, you know, we encourage quiet time. Uh, I became I, I started to journal about a year ago uh, and really enjoyed it. And I was just grabbing blank journals and kind of just making up my own templates and different things like that. Well, when I finally got into a groove with what, um, what I thought worked well for me, again, this is all very selfish. I, I kind of built this around what I felt was working uh, for me and my time and, and the time constraints of being a dad of three little kids and, and trying to make it really practical. And so I called, I, 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 I wanted to think of a name. 
that I could yeah. call these tools and, and kind of this ministry that would be outside of the walls of the school, if you will. And so mm -hmm. that's where Family Blueprint came from. My wife oh. and I love architecture. We love uh, design. We love different things like that. So Blueprint came natural to me and, and we just threw family on there. And it, there you go. Family Blueprint. It's kind of a we're trying to create a pathway uh, via uh, a mindset and, and also tools that practically help uh, parents um, be more intentional at home. Yeah. So if, if I'm, you know, say I'm one of those guys in the dad lab and I'm like, all right, David, you know, give me the, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Give me the, the one or two things to start with in terms of, you know, practical next steps. What, what, what would you say if you, you know, if you had to distill it down to just getting some momentum in, in your sales? Yeah. So that's, that's tough breaking it down to one or two <laughs> steps, you know, and, and, and that's the challenge. And I think that's the overwhelming, I think that's what can overwhelm a lot of guys is this, this life of going, okay, I need to be better, better man. Mm -hmm. I need to be a better husband. I want to be better with my family. I want to look long-term to this family legacy, this family team. And that just goes so many directions and it can become almost so overwhelming. So I like breaking it down into, into simple steps because yeah. otherwise you just, you just retreat and don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think the first thing is to, to set, uh, again, lead, you know, that, that aspect of leading yourself well. And my, my pastor spoke a couple years ago about living in the overflow you know, filling yourself up and living in that abundance, living in that overflow where you're spilling out to other people, but it has to start where you're, you're filling yourself before mm -hmm. you can spill out to others. So I think step one has to be, you know, establishing, you know, we encourage guys to establish a practical, consistent, achievable, uh, quiet time. Again, mm -hmm. quiet time is kind of a churchy concept, but just, just a, a time where you're reflecting, where you're you're investing in in reading scripture, uh, be it doing a devotional. There's so many ways that you can take that. You have to find something that fits in your rhythm. But just spending, if it's five, if you're not doing quiet time, take make it your goal three times this week for five minutes to sit mm -hmm. down and pray and read scripture, and then build upon that. Baby step this thing. Because if mm -hmm. you don't, if you if you commit to an hour every morning, seven days a week, you'll fail miserably, most likely, and and you'll you'll be back to where you started. So take practical steps. My my day typically, I I this concept of being proactive versus reactive is is big for me. If mm -hmm. if I let my kids control my morning, um, if they beat me to waking up. And there, and a fight breaks out, right? My kids aren't perfect, unfortunately. <laughs> they do argue, they do fight, they do make noise. And if I let my temper or something get out of control early, it, it sets the tone for the day. Yeah, they're walking yeah. out the door for school, and mom and dad are angry. And how is that? How is that a, a, a culture of discipleship? So for me, the the the, the phrase proact am I being proactive or reactive? So yeah. my time has to be in the morning. And I think mm -hmm. that's a really, not everybody fits into that rhythm, but I think especially guys with young kids, I think that's a really, I would encourage people to try to, to be the first out of bed and, and set that time in the morning to set the tone for your day. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And then I think, I, I think the next thing to do is, uh, you know, if, if you have this, you know, something inside of you is stirring and you say, man, I, I, I want to be a better leader at home. I think making that known to your wife is, is so important. I think bringing her into the fold as quickly as possible and saying, hmm. and, and being okay with saying, look, I, I haven't been the best spiritual leader. Maybe I'm not even the spiritual leader today of my hmm. own home. But God calls us to be the spiritual leader as dads of our yeah. home and, and to lead our wives. And I know that, that that pushes against today's culture a little bit, but, but it's the truth. And we need to embrace that. And so I think bringing her into the fold uh, as quickly as possible to say, I want to do this and, and I want to do it together, right? We co-lead yeah. our family. Right. Uh, but, but to set that tone. And then to begin to sit down, because when when mom and dad are on board, to me magic happens. When, yeah. when just one's on board, things can things can go awry real quick. But I, th- oh, yeah. I think when when they're both on the same page, uh, amazing things can really start happening. Not only in your marriage, in your communication, but the way you discipline your kids, the way you disciple your kids, the way you look at family time, the way you look at Sundays or Sabbath. And trying to honor and, and, and kind of start taking these steps and develop this plan as to how you can how you can be a little bit more intentional than you are right now. Mm, so good, it's awesome. Yeah, the kids will will definitely uh, sniff out a crack in the porcelain if mom and dad are <laughs> on the same page. I think that's oh. what God created them for is <laughs> is just to just to sniff things out and, and test us and, and and test our marriage and test our patience and. In all of that, it, it refines us, hopefully, and makes us stronger. Hopefully, they can't okay. break us down. But, but if, we're a, if we're a two-headed monster, uh, it's a lot harder to break down than uh, when they know they can leverage each other uh, or leverage us against each other. So yeah. I, I think that's a, a critical component to, uh, to this doing this thing well at home. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, it's real, it's simple stuff. You know, start with yourself, start with five minutes, you know, a couple times a week and, and go from there. Um, it is amazing. You just, you know, wake up and just get thrown right into the mix of things. And, um, mm-hmm. if you're not having that time to kind of just have a few minutes to, to you know, say a simple prayer, you know, just, just spend a minute just in prayer, um, which might be a lot if you're not doing anything. No doubt. And, uh, in, in, in the journal, one, one thing I do every day, and this has been, this has been life changing for me and it's mm-hmm. so simple, Nick, but it's, couple things that I'm thankful for. Mm, like yeah. start, try starting your day because it's easy to start your day and go, what do I have at work? What yeah. are the problems in front of me? Right. What are the hurdles and how do I get that? That's just a lot of times that's how guys operate. Yeah. How do I fix it? What's my to-do list? Go, go, go. Yep. But when I start my day, it's the first thing in, in my journal is write down two or three things you're thankful for. Yeah. And, and how do you start your day that way? And then turn around and, and be angry. It, 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 it changes the dynamic of your day. And so I think gratitude, thankfulness, prayer, just, just that mode of, of being out in front of your day with this mm-hmm. really, really positive time, mm-hmm. uh, it, change, it changes the way you go about things. I agree. It's uh, I think of you know your comment there about gratitude or prayer or morning routine. It's uh, it's starting the day. You know, you wake up and you're you know kind of a net neutral balance. I think those things you're mentioning are deposits in 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 your day in your spirit. Yeah. And 
because there's certainly going to be a lot of withdrawals with challenges, problems, et cetera, throughout the day. So starting with uh, you know, a net positive balance is a, is a, gr- is a great way to yeah. kind of get that day rolling. And I would say, and I would say the final thing that I would encourage guys to do in, in that order, you know, start leading yourself well, bring mm-hmm. your wife into the fold as quickly as possible and, and begin to create kind of a vision for your family. I, I even challenge myself and, and guys to look out a year from now, what, what do you want your family to look like uh, 10 mm-hmm. years from now? What you, what do you want your family to look like? And then what little steps can you begin to take to create those traditions, to create those different things that you have goals on mm-hmm. um, and, and writing those down and reviewing those hmm. quarterly every six months, every year with your wife and, and trying to, you know, this, this is a path. This is a journey. This is a path. This is not a straight line. Unfortunately, do this, yeah. then this happens, do this, then this happens. Yeah. I mean, there's so many setbacks, but one of the things that I find really helpful. And, and again, it goes back to kind of how we started dad lab was, do this journey together with somebody, oh, yeah. a, a, another guy, find a friend. Um, maybe it's not a group of four. Maybe it's just one guy that yeah. you guys are committed to kind of this same idea. And, and obviously ISI has this built in, right? This is what you guys are all about is mm-hmm. coming together as a community, growing together. Uh, and a lot of these guys live in similar communities where they have access to each other. So mm-hmm do it find find a friend because when you when you have that little bit of accountability and you're coming together even on a a, a monthly basis let's say for a quick coffee it makes yeah. a big difference in how you go about thinking uh about how you can do things better and encouraging each other so. oh oh yeah i mean some of the best parts of the ism retreats are when uh when i mean we have great speakers like yourself and, and chip and others who've come out but then when guys are just sharing stuff that they're actually doing you know, i'm listening to this or i'm reading that or you know we took this trip or we went to this place or yep. um we're doing this thing with our kids at night you know just whatever those things are i mean you see people just taking down notes like crazy and yeah. i mean man why just to you know skip uh skip some of the heartaches if you've learned from those who've kind of figured it out ahead of you. Uh, that's the whole, that's, you know, one of the main goals. I love that. And then you just, your other point too, about doing you know, stuff with your, you know, with another guy or with, you know, with your wife, we recently just last weekend, we had our first ever marriage retreat. And, um, that was the first time my wife is Nancy, uh, when we were together at, at the retreat and we we're talking about, you know, visions and goals and, and other things. And to, to go through that together with her versus just me on my own, um, was, so powerful because the reality is, you know, I come home from these things and I'm all, I'm all charged up and I got to download and we got, we got to connect and then we got to develop our own, our own plan of what we're going to do for 2022. So, um, to the degree that you can do it, you know, alongside your, your spouse, I think is huge. Uh, no I don't realize, I mean, maybe a slow learn of realizing the power and just doing that upfront, you know, stuff together as opposed to separate. Yeah, it, awesome. there's there's no doubt. There's there's strength in numbers, especially when it comes to to leading your home. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So, uh, you know, from here is we can start to kind of close down. But I'm curious, you know, what are what's the future vision for for the Dad Lab? Yeah, so we're continuing. We kind of relaunched this fall. Obviously, the last twelve or eighteen months has been challenging. We've we've tried to honor. You know, we've been working in community or in concert with with the school. So we had a, a large group community alongside these small discipleship groups. And even though these discipleship groups were parent led, yeah. uh, we tried to honor the school. And, and so group gatherings were difficult, as we all know. 
yeah. uh, for the last 18 months. So we've just, we felt like we had this lost year, even though we were trying to connect on different levels, it was just much more challenging. And so we've kind of relaunched this fall. So that's exciting. It's, it's, it's growing. We've got new guys joining. And, and I think, uh, again, it's, it's just the guys that get engaged with it, they don't generally leave. They, mm-hmm. they want to come back. They crave it. They, they, uh, they love the community. And I, th- I think that's where a lot of guys are is that maybe they're naive to the fact that they need the community. Uh, but once they get into it, uh, they see the value, the benefits of it and the enjoyment of it, just the joy yeah. of being with other people. So we're going to continue to grow dad lab within those walls. And I'm going to continue to develop some resources and tools so that I can share this concept of being more intentional at home with people outside of the walls, uh, just like we did at ISI, just like yeah. we uh, were doing in our church and, and different things like that, where we can share these resources. And then hopefully, uh, you know, it's so early in in the process, even though we've been going for a couple of years, it's still so early in the process because we kind of lost a year with Dad Lab and Family Blueprints, a newer newer idea. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even have a website. I don't have anything. It's just a name and a journal right now that, that we've kind of printed off. And so, uh, really excited about the feedback and then where that takes us and how we, how we refine it as we go. Uh, but we just want to get some resources, tools, and, and ideas in the guy's hands so that they can, that they can start implementing this, uh, at home. Because I think once they do, you start to see these great yeah changes in your home and in your marriage and it, it's so fulfilling to see it um, so we're excited about what the future holds and and just trying to keep pushing you know one baby step at a time i love it good job man that's so cool well um you know as we just kind of wrap up i just have some questions for you um you know we ask everybody and i think the answers are, are interesting to hear the unique uh, perspectives but for you uh what brings you the most joy Date night with my wife. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, Mary and I, we, we love, we, we love, and, and maybe it's just a season of life I'm in. I hope it never changes, but uh, just, just having that alone time with Mary, mm-hmm. dressing up, going out to dinner, just a night on the town, whatever that looks like. We just, we, we literally, sometimes months in advance, we set up babysitters for yeah. XYZ. It's that anticipation. It's the the fun of, of dating each other. And so I love, I love date night with my wife. What I love more is our weekends away or trips with my wife, but those are harder to come by with three little mm-hmm. kids at home. And so we, we do what we can, but, um, I also really enjoy coaching. I, I coach my daughter's soccer team, my son's soccer team. Uh, I grew up playing soccer. So that's, it's always been yeah. a passion of mine. I enjoy, uh, it's kind of it's kind of like yeah being dad but now I'm coach it's it's a different environment and yet I still get to pour into them and their friends and the kids that are uh, around them mm-hmm. and then you know we love we love cooking at home we're big uh, we, we just anything food related baking cooking uh, we do that and we do that we enjoy doing that alone Mary and I just like cooking for the family or baking for the family mm-hmm. but we also mm-hmm. do a lot of it together. Uh, the kids really enjoy it, so we we enjoy doing things like that. So much fun! That's awesome. That's great. What um what about books? Uh, any you know top book that maybe one you're reading now or one that you you know highly recommend? So, the, I, I think the thing in all of this 
intentional lifestyle that I've noticed is guys are extraordinarily busy. Yeah. Um, schedules are always a challenge. It, it may be the biggest challenge that we face to these groups, to getting into community with people. People are just, there's so much demand on our time these days. You would think yeah. that technology would help that. It, it seems to have only made it worse. Um, I read a book a couple years ago called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Hmm. It's by John Mark Comer. Uh, I read it. I handed it to my wife. She read it. And it made a really uh, great impact on the way we did things. It talked about hmm. things like, you know, why are we so busy? What are, what, what are we, what are we kind of medicating by being so busy? Um, and, and number two, are we honoring things like the Sabbath? What are ways that we can honor the Sabbath as a family? Mm -hmm. About a year ago, we started trying to honor the Sabbath and it's still a work in progress. Sometimes it's a train wreck, but we do things like, you know, no technology, no, mm. no phones, no computers, no, no work. Dad, mom don't work. Uh, the kids are not allowed on video games or iPads. It seems in the moment a little nutty, but as we started getting into it, the kids really accepted it. I've heard the kids say to their friends, oh, I can't, but maybe we could do it on Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and those kind of little things where we just, so that's a great book. I think that's a great book if, if you're just constantly feeling overwhelmed with your time. Uh, it's a great reset for that. Yeah. Um, and another one of our favorite books is Love Does by Bob Goff. Um, mm. a lot of people know it. A lot of people have probably read it. It's very action oriented. I love just showing love. How yeah. can our family show love? How can our family serve? How can we look for opportunities? Cause I think we're so good at hearing concepts at church. We're so good at hearing concepts in podcasts, messages, any, anywhere you, you derive your information from what, is missing oftentimes is the the action steps and what what can we do how can we how can we make this happen right and i think bob goff does an amazing job of just showing love is an action and mm. and it's something that we need to look for opportunities to um to impact others through our actions that's so awesome yeah that's really good really good well thanks for sharing those i've heard um you know those have come up before and um uh, man, there's some great concepts you're touching on there. So, uh, great reminder, uh, especially really on both of those, honestly, they're great. Um, what about a life first? Uh, do you have a, uh, David, do you have a, a life first or one maybe one that right now is really speaking to you? Yeah. So uh, my, my life verse is Proverbs 16, three, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. That was, it was kind of, uh, spoken into me by a, a tennis coach many years ago okay. um, who who gave that to me and it's always stuck with me it's just it's just always been and i kind of committed that as a life verse it's it's simple it's easy for me to remember which is part of the reason i like it so much is i can mm -hmm. remember it yeah um but a, a verse that's really hit me lately is is james 217 and it's in the same way faith by itself if not accompanied by action is dead and it's just really, it, it kind of goes back to that love does concept that, that I read a few years ago, but just this past, these past few weeks, I read that and kind of wrote it out and thought, okay, am I, am I, am I showing my faith? You know, because yeah, we're not saved by faith, but 
we should there there should be a lot of fruit that mm-hmm. we're showing and 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 so action you know how can we be how can i be an action oriented individual how can our family show show love and kindness and joy and all the fruits of the spirit through that's actual awesome. practical action so that that one's been sticking with me lately that's awesome well i got to honor you for that cuz you're you're certainly taking action and you know with seeing those guys in that gymnasium and, and then, you know, taking the step to, to organize the groups and, and do something about it and say, you know, I can't be alone in this and, um, let's do this. And so you're reaching out to the principal and then being like, oh man, <laughs> he said game on. So we got to actually do this thing now. Right. So, um, you know, just want my hats off to you, you know, uh, and blessing you've been to, you know, all those dads and the families and the kids that are, you know, the, the downstream, uh, impact of, of the work you've been doing there and the obedience you have there in Columbus and beyond. So, uh, you know, thank you for that. And, um, you know, if you would mind, uh, just closing us down in a word of prayer, that'd be fantastic. Sure thing. would love to. Lord, we thank you for this time. Thank you for Nick and his, uh, willingness to spend some time with me this morning. Lord, we pray that just, just one person is impacted by this, by this talk, this conversation that we had, that, that it just stirs something in in uh, someone out there that they just step up, they they get home uh, from work or wherever they may be, and and just say, I wanna I wanna take that next step, Lord, in leading my family well. Uh, Lord, help them to reach out to to the right people, Lord, whether that's a, a fellow ISI member, whether that's whether that's me. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is, but just just the realization that they can be better and and we're called to be better lord uh lord we just we just thank you for groups like isi and what they're doing to to pour into men uh who are who are leading uh in in our communities on so many levels lord we just pray that uh we're able to implement uh we're just able to take the next step in all of those different uh, spokes on the wheel faith family faculty um, finance and fitness lord that we're that we're not we're not isolating one and that and that faith is certainly the center of all of those lord i just uh i thank you so much for these organizations and and what they do lord i'm proud to be a part of it i just pray all this in your name amen all right so one of the things i love the most about isi is that we are talking to guys who are not you know, professionals, well, most of them are not professional speakers or coaches for a living. These are just guys who are, are doing great things and they have wisdom to share. And really that's how ISI started. And it's a big part of what we do. Um, so, and just sharing some of my takeaways from this conversation. Uh, number one is that just men are isolated to know that. Um, maybe if you're a man listening to this, maybe you are isolated and really, you know, to seek out and encourage a group, uh, start a group or just find one person. Uh, Maybe it's your neighbor or someone that you know. Uh, maybe it's an old high school friend, like you mentioned, where you can reconnect with. And so, um, I would just encourage you to do that. Um, and then, you know, uh, you know, equip and encourage guys to take the next step. That we talked about this in a recent podcast with uh, Tom Dillon, and he said, "Trust God and take the next step." And that's what they're doing with the Dad Lab. They're equipping and encouraging guys to take the next step, uh, both at with themselves, leading themselves, leading their marriage, and leading their children. So. Uh, I just think those are huge, huge things. And um, finding ways where you can do that, where you can, you know, find yourself a minute, five minutes of quiet time, uh, you know, once a week. If you're not doing it all, 
do it, do it once a week uh, or twice a week. I think that's great, great little nugget, a great way to start the day, you know, to put on that armor before the day starts getting away at you. So I uh, hope you enjoyed this conversation with David. Hopefully you got some some uh, little little pieces of information that can help you stay a little bit sharper than when you were. And I encourage you to just put these things into action. These are um, you know practical things and hopefully can help you along your way. So thank you for listening in. Uh, I hope that you stay sharp and uh, that you sharpen others by sharing this podcast uh, with someone that maybe would find it helpful and uh, inviting or attending one of our upcoming retreats in 2022. Well, God bless and stay sharp.